JoeVertigan.com, and with me is uh, a man who, for most of his adult life, I think almost all of his adult life, uh, he was the general manager of Wisconsin International Raceway in Kakana, right out of high school, uh, Roger Vandalik. Roger, uh, tell us how it all started for your dad, Joe Vandalik, and, and some folks built this track in the 60s, didn't they? Uh, yeah, uh, the late uh, Clarence DeLue, Connie DeLue, and uh, Clyde Schumacher, Smiling Clyde, originally put in a dirt quarter mile and there was actually a lake in the center of the track instead of a figure eight and they started out racing dirt on Wednesday nights and uh, eventually they wanted to go a little bit bigger and they called in my dad with his construction company and started building and a year and a half later here it is. Talk about some of the some of the jobs you did here even as a teenager leading up to you taking over as general manager uh, right out of high school I believe right? Yeah basically uh, late grade school I was out here already uh, the guys would bring truckloads of pipe over to my dad's shop the construction company and we'd cut them into the six foot links and they had a jig set up for us with a drill press drill all the holes that's what all the bleachers are mounted on here all those steel posts in the ground I drilled every hole in them and back then there was not treated lumber so basically we treated the lumber and carried the planks down the hill wet Talk about when you took over as general manager. How did that conversation go with your dad at the time? Well, I was working for him here and I was running the starting line, working on the safety crew on the oval, starting line on the drag strip. And uh, there was a few things going on at that time with the general manager that were, I didn't think was quite right. And I went home and I mentioned it to my dad and he said, really? I, I said, yeah, this is what's happening and I don't think it's fair to the drivers and whatnot. And, so he said, okay, and he picked up the phone and fired the manager at that time, and he says, you run the driver's meeting tomorrow, you manage the track. So what was it like in that first year? I mean, you had grown up around this, but did you feel somewhat of a burden on your shoulders, kind of being the man running it at, at such a young age? Yeah, but my dad was always there for backup. Anytime I had a question, he was right there. Uh, he didn't move up to Lake Tomahawk until years later, so, I mean, he was close by and he'd come out and check on us every day to make sure the work was getting done. And uh, one thing he always said, figure it out, there's no such thing as can't. I tell you, uh, I, in interviewing over the years, uh, people like the late Gary Vercotter and, and Renee Grody for the, the book Wisconsin International Racing, where the big ones won, run, they said Joe Bandalwick is a no-nonsense guy. But what Renee said, people thought he was unapproachable. But if you went to him with a common sense plan, he said he did listen to people. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, when we first started out, when Dad first started out with the Fox River Racing Club, we gave him 100% of the gate, and he just kept concessions. And somebody spoke up at a driver's meeting and said, well, 100% of nothing is still nothing. Well, that really made him mad. So, I mean, uh, he got everything straightened out, and things progressed really well. And, and uh, like you said, uh, if you had a question, just ask him. Right. Talk about what the USAC uh, races were like. They were big at one time, uh, but then, you know, after that, the red, white, and blue kind of took over uh, between your dad and Gary Vercotter and kind of getting that going. Back up first with the USAC races. You had some pretty big names here race here over the years, didn't you? Oh, yeah. They were huge. Uh, A.J. Foyt, uh, McCluskey, uh, all kinds of big names. And the thing that sticks out in my head of 1968, which is the year that the half mile was paved, was all the advertising. I heard it for a month. Ron Leak did a spectacular job. God rest his soul, he passed away. Uh, good guy. Yes, he, you know, and and he did that, and I swear for a month, that's all you heard on the radio was June 2nd, June 2nd. 
the big ones are coming to the Oval on June 2nd. Well, that was it. This place was so full, there was nothing from the end of the track all the way up to Highway 55. That was a field. That thing was parked solid with cars. Uh, we had the hamburger machines going in the main concession. We had the stuff going on the drag strip. And I was driving uh, Connie's 56 Buick. Uh, it had KK Sports Green on the side and hauling hamburgers from the drag strip up here just so they could feed the folks. Talk about the Red, White, and Blue Series. We saw some of the most talented short track drivers in the United States battle here over the years. Dick Trickle, Larry Deachins, Alan Kowicki, Butch Miller. Uh, give us some Trickle stories if you have any. The truth is, Dick was about as humble as, of a guy as you'd ever find, right? Oh, yeah. You know, Dick, uh, God bless his soul. I mean, I wish he was still with, here with us today. But uh, that guy, he could drive the wheels off of anything, and it didn't matter what time he got here. He'd come in with the car running, so it was warm, show up late, get out and set fast time without any practice. And after the races, I mean, he was so smooth, he'd sit back and wait and pick his lanes, pick his lanes, and he'd finally take the lead and go. But he was so good in the pits afterwards with all the fans and especially the kids. Uh, everybody said, Dick was a big, big beer drinker. Well, that didn't happen until he was done with the autographs. Right, and that, and and I think a lot of those tales were maybe stretched a little bit. Like I heard from a lot of close people, even like Tom Refner, he would hang on to that same can of beer for a long time, often. Yeah, yeah, it was always warm, and if it was a Pabst or an Old Style or a Coors Light, whatever it was at that time, uh, the can would sit there. But until he was done with business, the can sat there. He'd have a sip now and then, but no, he was not no big powerful drinker as, as everybody thought he was because he was always sponsored by beer companies or he was always winning the beer races as our former announcer used to say yeah well here's another beer race and Dick Trickle's gonna win it and and he won a lot of them Thursday nights have been a, a staple here for decades uh, in your opinion you know being a native of Kakana why is Thursday nights why has that been so successful here uh, People that I talk to like like the off night and they like having their weekends available. Uh, what's your take on it having run this place for a long time? Well, that's just it. Uh, everybody in the country is fighting for a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday race day. And there's only so many weekends of summer, and Wisconsin is blessed with a ton of racetracks. We, can't, we just couldn't keep splitting up cars and letting them race all over. We needed to have a night where we could get a car count here. And the Fox River Racing Club had the right idea. Uh, let's do it on Thursday nights and said, let's try it and yeah it worked I mean in the early days the crowds were down but after one week they doubled and then they got bigger and bigger until what you see today it just uh, it's a spectacular everybody around Northeast Wisconsin knows Thursday night is race night at WIR one off event that you hold every year in September and have done so for decades which is known pretty much nationwide the Eva Destruction, often imitated but never duplicated, you could say. Tell me how that idea was ever hatched here and how that grew to be such a successful, successful event. Well, I believe it was like 27 years ago, <laughs> if my memory serves me right. Uh, my good friend Mike Bedell, uh, former, he was racing figure eight at the time. And I mean, our figure eight car counts were huge. We were running. Uh, two heat races and a feature, I mean actually qualifying races to get into a figure eight race. And he said, let's do a special in the end of the year for the figure eight drivers. And I said, okay, let's do it. And I said, what are we gonna do? He said, well, we'll do a big figure eight race and then let's do rollover contest and we'll throw in a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Well, we did it the first year, call it the Eva Destruction. 
and I think we had like 1,200 people and we sold tickets for $4. And the next year when we came back, it was double. The next year it was double. It just kept going. We started adding more and more acts, brought in the jet cars to burn down the, the cars at the end, added fireworks, uh, more stunts. We had some big time stunt guys here over the years and uh, it's it just about putting on a show and just letting everybody wreck everything at the end of the season. So you've been out of it now, you turned the keys over to Dan and Ginger, was it four years ago or five? Uh, 2017 was my last year operating WIR. So 2018, this is Dan and Ginger's third year. Uh, they've, uh, they operated their first year in 18, the 19, and now 2020. And uh, how would Joe Van Dalek, I gotta ask this, how do you think Joe Van Dalek would have dealt with something like a COVID-19 thing that we've dealt with this year? I mean, <laughs> I can't even imagine. Oh boy, <laughs> I don't know if I can even say this. He would have chewed a cigar in half and said, Screw the governor, open the joint up. We get thrown in jail, we're going together. I have, I have a good feeling that's probably what would have happened. You're here most Thursday nights, but as, as an honest-to-goodness spectator, uh, you don't have a radio on, you're here to just enjoy the show, aren't you? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of nights I wish I had a radio on. If I see debris, I got a very good vantage point from up here, and I see stuff fly off the cars, and the safety guys, they're down on the track, they don't really see it, and if a spotter misses it, I'd like to be able to tell them, but... Sooner or later, somebody picks it up and sees it. So it's been fine, and it's sure been relaxing to just sit up here and enjoy a cold Bud Light on a Thursday night and enjoy the show. What are you most proud of when you look back on all of it, all, all the decades of being involved here? Uh, what do you take the most pride in? Actually, everything. When you, when I'm down there during the week sweeping the track, I ride around and you're going four miles an hour. You make a lot of laps. And you look around, you look at all the new fencing, the pavilion, the newer buildings, the new lighting scoreboard signage and that's just on this track and then you go over to drag strip and you do the same thing and it's it's all about the memories then you get the guys that come out and test on tuesday nights and you get to visit with them a little bit and it's it's a family deal i've been here for three generations of racers and uh it's just great it's just great to see it roger bandola thanks for the time and uh, if we get racing tonight weather permitting enjoy the show thank you we'll get racing